Uh, my name is Lex Magaletta, and today I'll be talking about Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Elizabeth Cady Stanton is an author, lecturer, and chief philosopher of the women's right and suffrage movements. Elizabeth Cady Stanton formulated the agenda for women's rights that guided the struggle well into the 20th century. Born on November 12, 1815 in Johnstown, New York, Stanton was the daughter of Margaret Livingston and Daniel Cady Johnstown's most prominent citizens. She received her formal education at the Johnstown Academy and the Emma Willard's Troy Female Seminary in New York. Her father was noted a lawyer and state assemblyman and young Elizabeth gained an informal legal education by talking with him and listening, listening in on his conversations with colleagues and guests. A well-educated woman, Stan married abolitionist lecturer Henry Stanton in 1840. She too became active in the anti-slavery movement and worked alongside leading abolitionists of the day including Sarah and Angelina Grimmick and William Lloyd Garrison, all guests at Stanton's home while they lived in Albany, New York and later Boston. While on her honeymoon in London to attend the world's anti-slavery convention, Stanton met abolitionist Lucretta Mott who, like her, was also angry about the exclusion of women at the proceedings. Mott and Stanton, now fast friends, vowed to call the Women's Right Convention when they returned home. Eight years later, in 1848, Stanton and Mott held the first Women's Rights Convention at Seneca Falls, New York. Stanton authored the Declaration of Sentiments, which expanded on the Declaration of Independence by adding the word woman or woman man throughout. This pivotal document called for social and legal changes to elevate women's place in society and listed 18 grievances from the inability to control their wages and property or the difficulty in gaining custody and divorce to lack the right to vote. That same year, Stan circulated petitions throughout New York to urge the New York Congress to pass the New York Married Women's Property Act. Although Stanton remained committed to efforts to gain property for property rights for married women and ending slavery, the women's suffrage movement increasingly, increasingly became her top priority. Stanton met Susan B. Anthony in 1851. The two quickly began collaboration on speeches, articles, and books. Their intellectual and organizational partnership dominated the women's movement for over half a century. When Stan was unable to travel due to the demands of raising her seven children, she would author speeches for Anthony to deliver. In 1862, the Stantons moved to Brooklyn and later New York City. There, she also became involved in the Civil War efforts and joined with Anthony to advocate for the 13th Amendment, which ended slavery. An outstanding orator with a sharp mind, Stanton was able to travel more after the Civil War, and she became one of the best-known women's rights activists in, her, in the country. Her speeches addressed such topics, topics as maternity, child-rearing, divorce law, married women's property rights, temperance, abolition, and presidential campaigns. She and Anthony opposed the 14th and 15th Amendments to the U.S. Constitution, which gave voting rights to black men but did not extend the franchise to women. Their stance led a rift to other women suffragists and prompted Stanton and Anthony to find out the National Woman Suffrage Association 
NWSA in, 19, in 1869. Stanton edited and wrote the NWSA journal, The Revolution. As the NWSA president, Stanton was an outspoken social and political commentator and debated the major political and legal questions of the day. The two major suffrage groups reunited in 1890 and the National American Women's Suffrage Association. By the 1880s, Stanton was 65 years old and focused more on writing rather than traveling and lecturing. She wrote three volumes of the history of women's suffrage, 1881 through 1885, with Anthony and Matilda Joslyn Gage. In this comprehensive work, published several decades before women won the right to vote, the authors documented the individual and local activism that had built and sustained the movement for women's suffrage. Along with numerous articles on the subject of women and religion, Stan published the Woman's Bible, 1895 through 1898, in which she voiced her belief on secular state and urged women to recognize how religious orthodoxy and masculine theologically obstructed their chances to achieve self-sovereignty. She also wrote an autobiography, Eight Years and More, about great events and the work of her life. Stan died in October 1902 in New York City, 18 years before women gained the right to vote.